How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Okay, I'm finally perfect. You know? Y'all already know what it is. And if yeah. you don't, yeah. then the great yeah. man fresh will enlighten you. Ladies and gentlemen, pimps and players. Come on. Ass rappers and true rhyme sayers. Come on. Yes. To the west, to the east, to the north. Bought my heads and watch him go off. Uh, go off. Ooh. <laughs> and yes, yes, y'all. You don't stop. In the winter of the summertime, I make it hot. Get jiggy with it. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast with your host, Rod and... Karen, I'm sorry. It was like, go off, go off the off. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That makes no sense. My bad, y'all. Um... And we're back for another episode, episode number 100. 100? I know. Did you? Wow. Did you think back in January we would have 100 episodes by the time we got to Christmas? No. Yeah, I was thinking doing one 40-minute podcast a week. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Who would have thought that, man? Are you sure are we, we, we're old enough to be in City Citizens' home now? Yeah, I guess so. Um, the unofficial sport of the podcast is unofficial sport 
It's Buddha Ball. And the official weapon is? The Taser. And you can check us out on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just look for The Black Guy Who Tips on any of those sites. Join our Facebook group. Leave reviews and comments. And you can also email us, theblackguywhotips at gmail.com. And you can call the show, 704-557-0186. And you can leave us a message. And today's show is all about us responding to your feedback. Yes, and I thought about it, man. We're 100, man. You know, we all know for sponge baths, sponge baths now. Uh, yeah, I guess so. If that sounds exciting to you, I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely, um, first of all, let me give a couple thanks to some guys that donated to the podcast this week. Uh, Brandon, uh, Finney, he, he donated. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. And my man Ty Diamond also donated. Thank, thank you, Ty. You. Yes, um, thank you. And we, you know, these are two of our most, you know, interactive members of the family, you know, with the yes. black, with the black out tips podcast fan network. And, uh, you know, we always appreciate these dudes, man. So thank you guys. Um, Anything you guys can give is always appreciated to give to the podcast, to yes, give to us. Is. Just go to theblackouttips.com, look on the right-hand side of the blog, and click on the donate button. Uh, if you have PayPal, it's very easy. If you have a credit card, check, whatever. It takes everything. So, you know, help us be able to buy Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we thank you. And, guys, just for you out there that's thinking or considering donating, it's no amount that's too large or too small. Anything helps us. Yeah, we're not bitching anybody out. No. Thank you. Um, all right, man. So, with that being said, you ready to get into... Some of this motherfucking podcasting. Let's do some of this podcasting, dog. Alright, man. Let me uh first do the voicemails. Does that work for you? That works for me. Alright, let's go. Here's the first one. We got a few. Hey, Roy, I care. This is Magna Brian. No, really. This is Magna Brian. <laughs> After the Auburn Tigers locked up and spotted the BCS Championship, I felt compelled to call in and give you some insight into the Alabama Auburn rivalry. Um, this shit is horrible. <laughs> I've enjoyed taunting Auburn fans about the last time they won a championship, which was 1956. I'm not one of those good old boys out here on the radio that say, I root for Auburn every time they play until they play Alabama. In my two decades on this earth, I've never met a person who felt that way for either team. Until a homeboy of mine who also listens to your podcast I told you guys I would spread the word. Tweeted that he was playing on room for Cam Newton and the Tigers. He went on to ask if that made him a traitor. I retweeted his message and said, Hell yeah, that makes you a traitor. <laughs> now, I didn't mind him root for Cam because the dude has been through a lot, but not the damn team. So, Rod and Karen, can you be a true fan of one team but root for their biggest rival? Also, Rod, I think I heard you mention on the Morning Jones that you are a Tar Heels fan. Will you share with me how it feels to root for a college basketball team that has won a national title? Because as an Alabama <laughs> fan, I don't think that I will ever see a basketball title in my lifetime. Well, that's all the feedback I wanted from you guys. I will continue to listen, of course, and spread the word. Follow Alright, well thanks for right uh calling in Magnum Prime and leaving us a voicemail. Um the Auburn, Alabama, I'm not too familiar with their rivalry. I do know that they hate each other, but I don't you know, I I'm not a huge college football fan, so I probably don't know all the details and whatnot. But uh rooting for UNC B ball, 
uh, and how it feels to root for a championship team feels great. <laughs> feels awesome. You'll never understand. <laughs> but I guess when I root for uh, Carolina football, that must be what it's like to him to root for oh, yeah, uh, the foot- their basketball program. Yeah, the football team is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, the main thing I would say, though, is rooting for a, a uh, upper echelon college program in sports is always a catch-22 because it ends up with a lot of bandwagon fans. And you've heard yes. me. Yes. And you heard me on the show. I don't really think of sports the same way the average fan thinks of sports. So a lot of times I get into pointless debates and I don't like my own fan base that I'm surrounded by. And a lot of times I feel like I'm the only one that's just rooting for the team the way I want to root for the team and not on someone else's terms. Yeah, because a lot of times you get the fanatics. You get the people that's, we're going to win every year. We're going to do this every year. And sometimes you look at the team and you're like, nigga, we suck. What are, what are you talking about? Then they right. get pissed when, you know, you either don't make it to the Sweet 16 or you get put out in the Final Four and things like that. And I know he was talking about the um, rooting for the teams. Like, I like the Bobcats. I love the Bobcats. But we went to the game where the Bobcats was playing the Nets. And Anthony plays for the Nets. So we were actually cheering for both teams. So I understand how that feels. I was cheering for Anthony. Every time he hit a shot, the whole little row would like cheer, even though it was in the Bobcats arena. Yeah, so I, and as far as rooting for a rival, I would never root for Duke, period. There's no scenario <laughs> where I can root for Duke. There's no, nothing they could do to make me be like, you know what? We need Duke to get a W today. Fuck Duke. Anyway, <laughs> next voicemail. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Montoya K. I just finished listening to their last podcast with Cho Nilla. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to start using that as a racial term, and nobody will know what I'm saying, but I'm pretty sure to pick up. Uh-huh. And I am on Team Velma as far as the uh, Scooby-Doo Chiefs go. Good job on that. But I just had a little Twitter conversation back and forth with a kid I ain't talked to in years, and honestly, don't really care to talk to and I hate coming across people you ain't seen in a while where you got to have that so what you been up to conversation and uh mm-hmm. I started with him and every time I come across somebody like that I start lying he tell him I got all this money <laughs> you know I just made a million dollar company out of nothing from scratch dot com this and that I'm just gonna make up shit <laughs> anyway man it, it bothered me I said why don't you call each other with it anyway man Alright, so um <laughs> I guess for the first time ever they have called back to back and in the same week, so I guess maybe it is two different people. I hope so. Yeah, that sounded like he did have a little bit more emotion, but but then again, Magnum Prime said he didn't have any emotions and then he was very upset about that loss. He was yeah. that kind of person. I don't know, man. Him. Maybe it is still the same person. Um Either way, man, the Chonilla term. All right, y'all use that shit at y'all own risk. <laughs> you and Karen gonna get jacked up somewhere. Don't call me for bail money. Uh, always Team Velma. I'm glad to hear that other brothers was on the bandwagon with Team Velma. Uh, and that was from the podcast we did with Chonilla, uh, where we actually talked about Velma versus Daphne for the Scooby Doo, and which one probably got down in the bedroom a little better. So and yeah. I think it's Velma. And uh, running into people that you haven't talked to in a long time and having that fake conversation, that does suck. 
Yeah, it does. And then it's almost kind of weird, though, because, like you say, a lot of people, like like him, was saying he makes stuff up. A lot of people literally make stuff up. They don't really tell you the truth because they want to... They want you to think their life has been more grander than it actually is. Yeah, I think people only want to run into you if they have uh, actually had feel they had a very successful life. It's like accomplished something. Yeah, yeah, it's like the people that come back to high school reunions. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For the most part, you know when you coming back, like I'm gonna judge the shit out of y'all, and I just want to compare who's doing better to who's you know to how people things were back then. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just don't like very many fake conversations in my life anyway. So. No. I definitely avoid that shit like the plague and I hate the catch up conversation because if we really were friends and we really did want to catch up you know what we would do exchange numbers pick a day to hang out and do something together yeah. but we're not going to do that we're just no. cataloging shit to go back and tell like hey Karen did you know that so and so had three kids now like yeah and it's stuff that I don't care about or either especially with women that's like the number one question you have any kids no well I have three kids and da 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 then you gotta go through especially when you meet them in the grocery store mm-hmm. then it's like a very pointless and meaningless conversation to me. Yeah, I agree. All right, next one, though. All right, this is Toya, a.k.a. Michelle Taz. First time caller, long time listener. I want to leave that message. But, yeah, I'm enjoying the show, guys. I'm really loving it. Uh, Karen, this is all about you, sweetie. I love Put more thoughts out there. I'm loving your thoughts. I appreciate you wanting to have to get a discount for us. One of those take task forces. Down in I need that they get my pockets. <laughs> doing everything. Um, wow, you know I love you, dude. You, you cool. I, I love listening to you on the morning, Jones, and everything. And you guys are great. Oh, and Karen, try doing using when you do the sweet tea. I love sweet tea too, but I like to li- mix in a little lemonade. They call it the splash bar the sap. I don't yes, know if you know about that, but sweet, uh, sweet tea lemonade mix is just awesome, awesome. And. Uh, uh, that's about it. I just want to say I'll call you guys, leave some parts, and we're loving the show. If I think anything more, I'd be a second-time caller, long-time listener. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Oh, thank you, Toya. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, Karen has a million-dollar smile on her face right now. I do. I thank you, man, because I know I hear on the Morning Jones and stuff, and you, I guess you put stuff out there, and you don't really realize how many people actually listen to they contact you and say, hey, I'm a listener, and uh, yeah. yeah, girl, I'm all about that sweet tea lemonade half and half mixture. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wonder if that means that Mike from Chicago is going to listen to this podcast, because you love him from Toya. I hope he does call in. <laughs> oh, that'll be the best call in ever. <laughs> we might we might get uh, hit, hit more on the, um, the pimping game. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. You know, Mike is not a pimp. No, he's not a pimp. Despite he, what y'all think. He hangs around pimps. Okay, yeah. So we might get the knowledge that he's picked off of their game. Yeah, don't get it twisted, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Nah. nah, Jack, I ain't trying to get jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to the next uh, voicemail, Jack. Yo, Ryan, Karen, what's up? Ty Diamond. Call in and say what's up. What's up? I tell you guys the show's good. Um... And some stuff I wanted to bring up real quick. Um, I, I went by another Tuesday. And, um, you know, I, I was just thinking to myself, it's about 11 o'clock. And uh, no bad girls club. And I just wanted to say, man, I miss them hoes. <laughs> I can't wait till January. It's, it's like a, a bad habit. And I, I can't get rid of I need it. Man, I miss them. Um, anyway, 
Uh, you know, we're talking about Facebook, though, and uh, with the, the numbers game, but, and oh, and the, um, the pictures. And, I mean, for one, I didn't like the pictures and stuff because it doesn't do anything. You're not really fighting uh, child abuse. So what I did was, for my status, I put keep your um, picture as a human if you support child abuse. <laughs> that's what it is if you don't change your picture to a cartoon you say you do support child abuse. So I got a couple comments out of that. It was funny. Um, and also, though, I, I have an issue with Facebook as far as the people who who you know say quotes and stuff. From, and there's no way they could thought about how to use them. I mean, how to make them. And um, that's really aggravating because it's, it's like they're trying to make it seem like they all they all philosophical and they think and stuff, but most of the time they do all stupid stuff. And so they get to my nerves, especially when they don't quote their sources and they just put it up there like they made it. Mm. Um, T.I., he wrote a letter from uh, jail, and I mean, he's always writing letters from jail, but uh, he was talking about his next album, and uh, No Mercy just came out, and uh, he was talking about he'll probably tell us some title real soon, but I went in, I thought of a couple titles myself. Um, <laughs> one was... Uh, T.I. Folsom Prison Blues. Another one could be Live from the Penitentiary. <laughs> and the last one I thought of is um, there could be a sequel to T.I. versus T.I.P. And you could call it The Inmates versus T.I.'s Booty Hole. And so, um, I'm not sure which one you'd go with, but I mean, y'all know any y'all could bring something up. And uh, other than that, though, that was it. Uh, keep up the good work. One thing I can say, he sounded like he's about to cry with a bad girls club. You, you sure do I need to hand you a tissue, bro? You need to wipe them tears? They'll be back soon. They'll be back after yeah, I, Christmas. I miss them hoes too, man. <laughs> that is those girls. Oh, man. They'll be back. But it's, I guess it's kind like of like being a school teacher. You know, a new class of bad girls come in. And you learn to love all over again. So, hopefully, January, things will come back. Archer will be back. And it'll be a new year. It'll be time to move on. Um, as far as those Facebook cartoon pics, man. Yeah, I never changed my shit. Because, you know, I just don't understand this whole... Like I don't respond well to the chain to the void the chain mail. You know that you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like people that send me uh, emails that are like, if you don't do this, a million angels would die. And it's like, then yeah, fuck you, right? Do a lot of them then die. Like if, yeah, especially the religious ones where it's like, so wait, God is has this crazy grand scheme and plan that involves me sending this email to nine other people. Or else somebody will die. Like that's Definitely. the kind of games God plays in heaven. And the thing is, is that they send that stuff at work. And am I the only one that want to block these motherfuckers? But I can't because you they, work with yeah, them. I just want to go. Don't send me nothing else. But if I block them and I need an important memo, I won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but I really want to do that to these people. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I like I and I was like, you know me. I like fucking with people. So when I get emails and stuff, I, sometimes I send back responses just to be cute and funny and you know, and it's actually probably being mean to them. But to me, it's hilarious because it's annoying and I want them to feel annoyed. But you can't do that at work. That's so like, if you right. send me something that's like the you know, like someone sent me an email once and there was a bunch of soldiers on the battlefield and they were all in the prayer like position 
Mm-hmm. Or every position, every picture they took looked like they were praying about something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a bunch of like, and Jesus is always with us in the darkest of times or something. And I just wanted to send back like, you know, like, man, please don't take me off this list. Go to hell or whatever. Yeah, you know, I, how do you know they weren't praising Allah or something like that? Just to make them be like, well, I should never send this to Rod again. Yeah, would that be an inappropriate for you to be like, don't send me this no more? Like, yeah, well, then you know, you're outed as a person that, you know, doesn't want to have that religious fervor in your office, you know. And I'm like, keep your religion at home. I don't care what you believe, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. And even if we believe the same thing, keep that shit at home. We're not going to kick it at work about your church life or your religious life or whatever these controversial hot button issues are. We're not yeah. going to do that. And some of my coworkers stopped sending me those emails because. They were sending emails, but you know how sometimes you can send emails where you can track if somebody actually opened it up? Yeah. I would just delete the shit. And after a while, I quit receiving stuff from them because when they were like, do you want to reply? I would say, hell no. I just want to forward it to HR and say, yes, take care of your boy. Yes, you know because they send emails out at my job telling people not to do that shit, and they always do it. Yeah, I just want to tell them, hey, take care of your boy. Be sending out bullshit at work again. All right. <laughs> Next voicemail. Hey, Riley Cat, it's Ebony Trotter or Karen's long lost cousin. Um, I was just listening to the Lesbian Theory episode, and of course, no more, I love it. Oh, yeah, I love this from this episode. Too funny. I don't know what y'all would have did if <laughs> half the episode would have been gone, because I was like, oh my goodness. But anyway, comment what y'all said on the Lesbian Theory uh, episode. Um, TV shows, I always think to now one TV show, because I'm working and school. And I have no time to try to sit down and try to follow stuff. I remember uh, I was like 24. I watched like the first couple of episodes when it first came. I said, oh, this so interesting. Then was like, I missed one episode. I was like, uh-uh. And we don't have the luxury DVR in my house. So, <laughs> it ain't, no. Once I miss it, you behind. So, I was like, whatever. Fuck the episode. And then <laughs> Heroes was the same way. I, I, nah, I just gave up on it. All, now I only follow one episode and it's Glee. It's because I love musicals and then it's because I get. And it's, it's been hard to hear it because I'm standing outside in the rain. Because I'm going to oh. go to the bus. So I'm sorry about that. Okay, I got in the rain with the water. Me too. <laughs> Who's another show I used to watch? Oh. And then another thing about shows, like Karen said, I hate the fact when I used to get the show, like I tried to find the best. Yeah, I kind of follow the episodes like the whole season to the end. Then you get one or two episodes in, or like a couple of things later, or whatever, and then they end up canceling. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, all these other episodes, all this other bullcrap that I got out here, you canceled this one show that I feel like I relate to. Like, I do not watch something new on a CW or ABC anymore because they did that to me. <laughs> uh, the game was my show. I love that show. And then they canceled it. I'm like, of all the good black shows you could watch, every other folks don't think it's good, but I love that show. And. Just some other show that you can't. Oh, there was some show that came out fired this season on ABC. So they showed that we could premiere. It was um, about some kids. There was a high school. They found them. They filmed them in uh, high school, and they filmed them ten years later. See how they is now. That seemed very interesting. And I think that was show like three episodes, and they canceled. I don't get what was your premise of canceling. You could at least finish the season out, you know. But anyway. Uh, and the lesbian theory, uh, yes, I do think people are more accepted of female lesbians, I mean, females, two female kissing and stuff, and I don't think they get any reason why, it's just, I don't know, it's just like society just brought up, I mean, 
I'm, like what pastor used to say, I was like, they used to about this time. He's like, well, maybe the thing is, when we're younger, like females, you know, if we try to do the little whole thing, like while we objecting in front of each other, and we try to hide, but they went, oh, we all have the same parts. Don't worry, we try to look at you. And it's like, okay, so females come comfortable, uh, you know, training in front of each other. I thought about the male fantasy thing, so it's like, okay, whatever. But then when it's two dudes, y'all try to do the same thing. It's like, oh, nigga, I want to see your dick. You just go with me or whatever. But, and I'm glad you said something about the rain because I was looking at Roger like damn is she over the stove frying chicken because that chicken is that chicken and fish is frying hard in the kitchen man you know we country as hell because that is exactly what I thought yes I was like she is frying chicken hell and yeah it, on the telephone she multitasking I bet you it is boy I bet you she like my mama talking about yeah I bet she could put her foot in some chicken you know I'm scared though for her because she said her bus left her out alone in the rain. I hope she all right. Yes, <laughs> like, I hope you all. Please call back next week. No, please call back next week so we make sure you're okay. <laughs> yes, Not, uh, she might call back in another dangerous situation. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, that I think that TV show she was talking about was called The Class. Mm-hmm. And then um, as far as the boy girl thing, well, when you're a little boy, they tell fathers and you know like people tell you the same thing like. Y'all both, y'all all got the same parts. Go ahead and get dressed. Like, dude, little boys aren't taught to cover up their wee wees and stuff. That's true. I really think it happens earlier than that. It's just a fact that you know, I, I, it's just my. This is only my theory. I don't know shit. All right, I don't have a degree in this. I was just a nigga that was thinking one time, and this is what I came up with. All right. <laughs> so don't you know if you want to refute it? Hey, you probably you probably more right than me. You probably know this shit, but. I was only thinking because women nurse all babies, yeah. that you know, men and female, that there's just some type of primal thing inside of our brain where it's like that is more okay. Yeah. You know, because like I said, she was even like you know the male fantasy with women, you know, women having sex with other women. Yeah, but there's no female man having sex with another man fantasy. Uh, Where is uh, that fantasy? You know, no, that does not exist because that is not what's hot in the streets. I'm yeah. sorry. I think that might be Kanye's dark, twisted fantasy. All right, I man. Mind, Let's start look at the last voicemail. What up, Ron Karen? It's your boy, I Walk Less on Twitter, the official handicapped spokesperson of the black guy who tips and football <laughs> extreme. Uh, I hope I'm not too late because y'all like to jump on these Saturday podcasts. I just want to wish y'all a, uh, a congratulations on number 100. It's a, uh, it's a milestone. When it's going to be real, real quick to pass. And about three or four years, y'all going to look at 100 like, Man, that was so fucking long ago. <laughs> now we're on number 5,000 or some shit like that. <laughs> but, uh, congratulations on 100, man. I hope everything goes good. And, um, always supporting the podcast, man. Y'all do good. Keep it up. Oh, man. Well, thank, thank you very you. much, man. Um, yeah, man, 100. We did it. So, uh, it's kind of crazy because it's not even close to... I thought it would be like, uh... 
maybe 50 in a year and we, we doubled that man yeah so by the that's time thanks to y'all man because like i said it was a once a week thing just me and him but as time went on and you know people started demanding and wanting to listen man like i said went from one a week to three a week didn't we yeah and if you stop uh you know listening we wouldn't do this shit no, so this, this is all for y'all <laughs> you know this entire show right here this third episode a week Happened because of people like y'all that did want to contact us and did want to interact yeah. with the show. We want to encourage that, man. So, yes, we appreciate, man, all the Twitter interactions, all the people that, uh, you know, email the show and call the show. And speaking of emails, let's get into those emails because we got a couple this episode. Cool. All right. Tanisha wrote in, I am feeling Karen's random thoughts. Especially her comment about computer love. <laughs> I never understood how they were talking about computers back in the 80s when PCs didn't get hot until I was in the 8th grade, which was 1996. Say that again. Like, how did Zap and Roger come up with this before that time? I agree with not the next paragraph. Uh, and I think they had a time machine. I don't know. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, ha! Doing them drugs. That was some good stuff. I agree with not participating in the Secret Santa gift exchange. I don't want your crappy ass gift. I don't like bath and body works. And if I did, I don't want three miniature bottles of shower gel that only last two showers, if that. Yes, ma'am. I have a friend that complains about uh, Secret Santa because she's afraid of some of getting someone who does not know uh, her or who does not know her very well. Uh, but she continues to do it because of the allure of getting a gift. That's just senseless to me. I still uh, to still agree to participate if you don't want to end up with the shit <laughs> or with shit. It's not required. No, it's not. They can't fire you if you don't want to participate in the gift exchange. Just opt out like you do for the telemarketers and junk mail. Yep. Um, let me also say she's right, uh, and I forgot to mention this, but the Secret Santa thing is completely based on. The fact that people love getting gifts. And I mean Christmas in general. The the, the the materialistic Christmas that we celebrate in America. Is pretty much based on the fact of the high of getting a gift. That you know. It, you don't know what it is. Did they get it? It might be awesome. It might be the best thing ever. Man fuck that. Just no. go to the store and buy you some shit. Yes. Okay. And, 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 not, and not to get off subject. Something that pisses me off is when people be like. Well if you gave me cash that don't mean you don't give a damn. No, that that's the best gift ever. I can go buy what the fuck I want. Yeah, I love. And you cash. don't have to waste the time of deciding what. I, it's not lazy to give gift cards. Just for y'all, those of you yeah. out there that want to send a black guy who who tip gifts, we accept gift cards. Yeah, and I don't understand too how they're like, you know, oh, they got me a gift card. That's not putting in enough effort. So wait, is the whole thing? simply about how much inconvenience I can make you go through to give me a gift because yes. like what kind of asshole mentality is that for gift giving and I think for women a lot of women get a I don't know about men but a lot of women get a high off of shopping anyway right. so this is another excuse to go shopping but my thing about it is that I'd rather somebody buy me something to know me and know my taste and know what I like not some random person that the only reason why we even have a relationship is because they paying us. Nigga, if they weren't paying us, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. We and would, I wouldn't know you. We wouldn't kick it, you no. know what I'm saying, uh, after hours. No. Uh, she also says, I think Karen and I are related. My family does the same thing to me and my cousin when we haven't been around. The first thing they say is, boy, don't you look round. Turn around, let me see you. Well, you still look good, though. And, or, don't you think you should lay off the sweets? 
I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? You bought the cake and it's <laughs> you bought the cake and it's serving everyone else, and you expect me to just sit here and watch our motherfuckers eat the cake? Get the fuck out of here. I agree. Um, man, Karen, I was feeling you for the entire episode. Keep up the good work. By the way, Rod, it's obvious that Karen is with you for a reason. Even if she didn't have all the random, off the wall, random thoughts like you, she's with you because you appreciate. She appreciates your thoughts. So, boo to the haters that have something to say about how y'all run your show, and your relationship. Oh, well, thank you very much, Tanisha. Thank you, and I agree with you too, man. I'm like you, bitch. You bought the pineapple cake. You bought the sweet potato pie. You want me to sit here and look at it? Hell no. I'm gonna munch the hell out of it. Yeah, that, yeah, that, I definitely don't bring up my weight at Thanksgiving. No. Like, nigga, we about to eat. Way to ruin my appetite in my day. Now I gotta go eat this shit in secret when I get home. <laughs> I ain't crying the corner. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I gotta stay up to 3 in the morning eating turkey and banana pudding. I know. I'll watch another episode of The Biggest Loser. Screw you, Tiffany. <laughs> Alright, we got another one. Uh, this one's from Will. And it's odd because Will was just here on the Thursday show. I know Will on it, ain't it? And we didn't we didn't bring this up or talk about it, but he wanted to give his two cents on LeBron. He says, "Of course, you know I'm not a LeBron fan, and I think him going to Miami is taking the easy road to a championship. But that's on him. I'm not a fan of the decision at all because I think it was tasteless. Just think about if the roles were reversed." Let's say LeBron is still in his contract and couldn't go anywhere but wanted to stay in Cleveland. If Dan Gilbert let it be known that he was considering trading LeBron but just left LeBron hanging and didn't bother telling him what he decided but instead held a nationally televised event and let LeBron find out with the rest of America that he was getting traded, that would also be classless and I think fans would react the same way to Gilbert. Uh, I have no problem with him exercising his power to go wherever he wants. He's earned it but there's a better way to do it. On the other hand, these Cleveland fans are ridiculous. Even with the decision and all, it's a damn game. Pout all you want, say you hope, he never gets a championship, whatever. But these fans are taking it to a whole different level. They remind me of of those little kids in Lord of the Flies. I'm just saying. I disagree with Will. I I disagree with him. The reason why I disagree... First of all, he ain't here to defend himself. So this stupid, ignorant, dumb motherfucker... (laughs) No. Right in my show. Bitch, nigga, what? What is you gonna do, Will? (laughs) Huh? Think I won't slap the taste out your mouth, nigga? No. Uh, Talk greasy over the mic. Nah, I'll just fuck with you. I disagree (laughs) with Will. For those of you who think I don't disagree with people, I disagree with Will because... I feel like this. Everybody wants the easiest way at their job. Nobody wants to go the hard route at their job. And this is a job to him. So why don't people think that he wants to do what's best for him? And why do people think it's easy to go to um, the heat? Mm -hmm. You know what? Find out. It ain't that easy. Them niggas ain't winning like everybody said they was. Yeah. It's taking time. It's taking them time. So what people think is easy might not be always easy. Um... As people thought it was. And I don't agree uh, with him when he was talking about uh, Dan Gilbert. No, people love the boss in right. sports. So, and this has happened to this has happened to players before. Players find out in a newspaper. Yes. Players find out across the team. They find out. Nobody's upset. Yep. Nobody's outraged. Nobody's going to the, to the boss's house and burning his shit down. Right. So I, I don't agree with you on that perspective on that particular one. Where I just disagree. It's all about how it's presented. And when it comes to sports, especially this is just my personal opinion, especially sports that are predominantly black. This period, people have a tendency to. Want 
want to get on the players when it right. comes to money, when it comes to how they dress, just period. Yep. Because you have uh, sports that are predominantly black that are presented to the country that is a predominantly white populated country. And for a lot of people, they don't know how to accept that. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. They don't know how to accept it in general. So when it's presented that you're the villain, they just assume that you're a villain. You don't get the benefit of the doubt that it might be presented to you in a skewed way or a skewed manner. People just assume that the boss is always right when you don't take this consideration at your own job. I could not agree more with you. Uh, the thing I was going to... I was going to bring up two specific examples. Uh, Jason Kidd found out while he was on the radio, I believe it was, or no, 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 he was in the drive-thru, he found out that it had already been reported on the national radio and TV that he was traded from the Suns to the Nets. No one burned shit down for the Suns, no one boycotted any games, no one got very upset. And no one told him. Yeah, now this was a national stage, maybe it wasn't the decision, but it was still a national stage, so I think it's comparative. I'm not saying it's the exact same, it's not equivalent, but it is comparative. This shit happens to players all the time. Richard Seymour traded from the Patriots to the worst team in the league, the Oakland Raiders at the time. And he wanted to stay with the Patriots. He wasn't begging for a trade. No, he, he wanted. He could. He would have loved to play out his career there. Mm-hmm. But because owners have better PR, we look at it like, hey, that's the business. Mm-hmm. But when a player ever steps out of line and says, I'm doing some shit my way. I'm making a spectacle of it. And you know what? I will get backlash. You know, you got to deal with the backlash. That's on you. I'm not telling people they have to like it. Mm-mm. I'm just saying I understand why he did what he did. I understand... Mm-hmm. I understand what uh, it could offend people. I just think people are suckers when they get offended by the fact that LeBron James actually said, "Yeah, I'm gonna do some shit my way." Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you, especially those of you that really liked them before this, and hey, maybe you just fell for a hook, line, and sinker for the whole. Well, he's a nice guy. He high fives his teammates, same thing. But it's pretty fucking ridiculous when you sit back and think about it. Like. He's a business. He's an industry. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to being awakened to the fact that, you know what? LeBron James is not your fucking friend. He's a dude that has his own mind, that has his own uh, brand to market. And this is just another step in that way. But, you know, I just, we have to agree to disagree. I really don't think that an owner making a spectacle of trading a player away, which happens all the time, would ever get a visceral reaction like what LeBron got no. with that burning shit in the streets. No, I still love you, Will. I just disagree with you on that one. Well, I do not love that nigga no more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we will never touch nipples again. I hope not. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say it? Are we still recording? Yes, we are. All right. Isaac wrote in. I was listening to your LeBron is uppity. Isaac White, so he didn't say Negro. Episode <laughs> where you talked about slash film podcast where the critics mention how they hate when people clap at movies. I just wanted to mention a few things. A, I hate when people clap at the end of a movie. Not when they laugh. Not even when they lean over and talk to their buddy real quick during the movie. Just when they clap. I don't know if there's if this is something you do, so don't take this personally. But I've always thought it was stupid. Like the director is sitting in the back row of the theater or something. If I'm in at a house watching a DVD, don't clap at the end. I don't clap at the end of it. What the hell is the difference? Okay. Uh-uh. Let, me, let me bring this up. Um, when it comes to this clapping thing. And maybe this will change your opinion, but I doubt it. You know, people seem to have this thing pretty rooted pretty hard, but this is the logic behind it. You ever see a player get hurt 
in the NFL or or college football and looks really bad and they bring them out of stretcher and they put them on the stretcher they can't move them and then they're pulling them off the field and he's still not moving he might even be unconscious uh-huh. and it's very sad and what does everybody do they clap they clap they cheer sometimes they give a standing ovation yeah why are they cheering for the fact that he got hurt he's unconscious they're not gonna wake him up with the clucking claps his career is probably in jeopardy at best. He's okay. going to have health problems. What are they clapping for? There's nothing happy about that moment. What they're clapping for is to show appreciation and solidarity. Of This is just a game. You have the fans on the other team clapping for you. You have, you have fans saying, we appreciate what you do. We appreciate you guys who go out there and risk everything for this. So when these fans clap in movies... They're clapping for solidarity. They're not clapping because they think Kiefer Sutherland can actually hear them over in California, uh-huh. even though the theater is in fucking Charleston, South Carolina. They're clapping because they're like, hey, this is us showing each other we all enjoyed this thing. Yeah. Didn't we all enjoy this? Clap if you enjoyed this. And it's a spontaneous, this was fucking good. What else did we do? We're not going to high five a stranger. I'm not going to walk over to you and face fuck you. It's like, we have not come up with a gesture better than the clap. Thumbs up, maybe? I don't, I don't know. But that's what we do is to show, hey, I'm fucking impressed. Yeah, and I guess he wouldn't like me because, like I said, I for me to clap, I, re- I rarely clap. But for me to clap, it's got to be a great movie. Now, when I'm at the house, Roger always laughs at me because not only do I clap, I have a tendency to talk to the TV like they hear me. Mm-hmm. So I'm clapping and talking to a TV at the same time. I'll probably drive you nuts at the house. Shame on you, Isaac, talking bad about care. <laughs> He's not. Nah, we don't. Um, but no, I, at the same time, I'm not a clapper. And and the thing is, the thing that really uh, irritates me, though, is when people clap for a movie that I dislike. Hell yeah. Well, I'm like, when people start clapping, and I'm like, what the shit are y'all clapping about? This was terrible. Yeah, this movie was horrible. We, we, I disagree. That should be something I can do. Can I boo? Like if they, know, right? if they clap, they're like, ooh, Tyler Perry did it again. Can, can I be I, like, boo? Throw popcorn at him. Boo so this okay. film. Yes, terrible. Uh, the second thing he said was, you more or less implied that you thought that the Slash Film guys' feelings may come from the fact that they are critics. And that just sucks the fun out of going to movies. I think you are 100% correct. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past email but I review movies for a couple of different sites which means I'm living the dream of getting into movie screenings for free now. Let me tell you you will be hard pressed to find a group of people more humorless than a bunch of movie critics. But what it boils down to is anytime you're in a group of people that I that take any one thing too seriously these people fucking suck. Ah! That's true. It's okay to like comic books. But if you hang out at the comic shop at the right time, you'll be surrounded by guys that are fucking herbs. I know that feeling. That's true. Everybody likes music. But if you go to one or two indie record stores that are still in business in Charlotte right this second, I guarantee that whoever is behind the counter is an asshole. Uh, Yes, uh. I've been to Manifest Discon Tapes. Um... Uh, I know this is already s- some too long bullshit, but I'm glad to hear that you liked Faster. That movie was one of the f- most fun action movies I've seen all year. I hate that no one went to see it. The only problem I had with it is the same thing you mentioned. 
What was up with the Hitman? And while on that subject, Hollywood, can, can we stop casting 27-year-old models as Hitman in every movie? This dude has never picked up a glue gun in his life, let alone an automatic <laughs> weapon. Yes, he didn't look scary. Yeah, I do, and I do agree with second point. Anytime you're doing something professionally, it does sap the fun out of it, uh, I think, for a lot of people. And reviewing movies, it, man, like there's, I watch a lot of movies, and there's times when I'm watching a movie and I go... Oh, fuck. I've seen this cliche a hundred times. Let me guess. A hitman with a heart of gold. You know, or, you know, oh, let me guess. We're about to watch his last hit because he just can't kill that kid. So, you know, oh, the karate man just don't want to fight. Like, it's it's the same shit. But but I'm picking and selecting what movies I want to see. I don't have an obligation to see every movie. That's true. So, I'm pretty sure critics watch movies. And that's why they end up liking those really obscure indie movies. It's not because those movies are that fucking great. They pretty much have the same formulas as uh, as every other indie movie, but you only see them a few times a year. That's true. You know, you're not going to see Black Swan 12 times a year. You're going to no, see this shit not. one time every two or three years and they, they're going to always love it. It's going to always get nominations. So, uh, it, you know, and then like a movie like Faster will go unappreciated because it does have a lot of the cliche action stuff in it and people don't care no matter how well done it is. They're like, fuck that shit. Um, what he said about that the model who was a hitman. Mm-hmm. I agree. I do too. Completely. Jesus, man. Like, that is some unbelievable bullshit. Like, I am a sophisticated man who also dabbles in the killing. Like, no, bro. Oh. Yeah. No. Nah, bro. You yeah, kill no, I people. I some awesome powers in the background. No, nigga, no. Yeah, I don't even need the money. I just kill for the fun. Like, nigga, you. That never happens. Ever. Uh, Alright. Uh, last email. From this is from my man Mike uh, in the Bleachers uh, college football blog. You can go to inthebleachers.net to read his, his uh, to check out his. He also has a podcast. Check out his blog and his podcast. Um, Rod and Karen still enjoying the show, y'all. And I swear, Karen is getting funnier and funnier. Rod, you are too, but Karen, the game is exploding. Everybody, I like how everybody feels like they have to console me. Like, like I know Karen's funny. She's hilarious. They're like, Rod, uh, you're not you're not so bad yourself, fella. Uh, anyway. Keep up the good work. Son. Karen's much funnier than you. Shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> please shut up. Let Karen talk. Uh, Rod, you are too, but Karen's game is exploding. exploding. Especially that Sims talk. Although, I must admit, when Rod said, I don't care as long as she stays upstairs, I did almost choke on my bite of sweet potato pie Friday morning. Basically, keep up the good good work. <laughs> I'm honored to, to have to now have Say That Again following me on Twitter. Yes. And I'll be looking forward to this, to this week of shows. Uh, now on to the heart of the matter. First of all, this numbers game is stupid. Um, and I guess I didn't explain this earlier. The numbers game, we talked about this Wednesday, mm-hmm. is a game where somebody sends you like a private message and says, I'm number 742. Um, now, you take that number and you take you go to your public status. You update it with the number, not the person's name, mm-hmm. like 742. Mm-hmm. And then you explain how you feel about them. Yeah. I typically saw it happening with a lot of guys talking about females. Yeah. Didn't see it the other way very often. Yeah, didn't see females, any. Females, females. So, yeah, didn't see any guys talking about other guys. No, that didn't happen. So, um. Just wanted to, you know, fill everybody in. He says, it took me like a week to figure out what the hell people were talking about. And then once I learned what it was, I wanted to punch myself in the face for even being curious. <laughs> I should have known from the bulk of people playing, uh, playing it on my timeline that it was stupid because aside from a few, they are stupid too. 
Uh, yeah, that's another thing. Facebook's one of those places where people have stupid friends and people they don't even know or like. Mm-hmm. And it, and Facebook's supposed to be the opposite of that. It's supposed to be this place where it's just you and your friends, but everyone gets into that dick, that pissing contest where you're just like, I have 300 friends. Now I have to get 400, you know? Yeah. Like 400 motherfuckers I could care less about. Now I got a timeline full of numbers and shit. <laughs> Uh-huh. As for calling to check in, we talked about you know people calling to check in and say, "Hey, uh, baby, I'm gonna be a couple hours late getting off work." That's or, right. You know, hey, I made it to work safe. Everything's cool. You know, just a text or something. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan, and I admit I need it. It isn't because I don't love or care about my girlfriend. It's because I'm absent-minded. I'm the type of guy where when I start doing something, I don't really look at the time or notice a lot of what is going on. So she generally shoots me a text and lets me know, hey, it's late. Are you coming over tonight? Um, and, or simple stuff. Uh, or stuff as simple as, don't forget we have dinner with so-and-so tonight. It's not because I don't want to talk to her or she's controlling me. It really is me being forgetful. So, you know, that, and that's cool, man. Because if you can, like, first of all, relationships, that's how to shop, right? If I recognize I'm weak in one area and you're strong in that area... Please, by all means, take care of that shit. Yeah. You know, like, we started um, taking, like, the like the way we handle our money came from the fact that we were both, like, kind of doing an independent thing. And it was like, wait a minute. One of us seems to be better at keeping a hold on all the different financial, like, this needs to be yes. paid then, this needs to be paid so-and-so, and, and making these type of decisions. And basically, that person took over the finance part. And it's not like uh, any type of ego about it. It's, mm-hmm. This shit's best for the household. Couple years later, shit's getting paid off. Debt's going down. You're looking at it and you're going, fuck it. I'll take this life, please. Yes. You know, and we could have been, you know, had uh, this big macho or female, you know, I don't need a man independent thing about it. And it would have been ugly, you know. It, we would probably still be in the same financial situation if one of us hadn't said, hey, what about this idea? You know what I'm saying? So, so for her, for her, him to be able to say like, yeah, I'm absent-minded. Her texting me is not her saying, nigga, where the fuck are you? It's her saying, hey, don't forget this. And if you look at it that way because you're secure about yourself and you're secure with your relationship, yep. things will be better. Yes, it will be, man. And I and I had to admit because sometimes I get like that. But sometimes I get to work and I just start doing stuff and I lose uh, track of time. But I try to be really, really on top of it. Because I think one day I had got to work and before I could text him, I started doing some other stuff and forgot about it. And like hours had passed because it was just a rough, busy day at work. And when I sat down, my keyboard was like, your phone been ringing off the hook. And as soon as she said that, I said, damn it, I must have not called him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I heard like it was a wreck or something over on that side of town. You didn't call and stuff. I was like, am I going to have to drive over there just to make sure she okay? Like, I ain't even, like, I know they're going to be like, this nigga thinks she cheating. Like, no, nah, I just won't make sure she ain't in the hospital or some shit. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Contact me, yeah. All right, he says, uh, it's cold this morning. And since I'm still jobless, I'm not turning the heat up to Africa as I normally would. Uh-huh. Got a few quick rapid fire questions before I got get my date started. Does does in quotations not hating? I'm definitely not going to say enjoying in this form. Ha ha ha. Does not hating Caddy Port Caddy Perry and Bruno Mars make me gay? If it does, I don't give a damn. Man, let me tell you something, Mike. This is what makes people gay. If you're a dude specifically, having sex with other dudes. That's the list. Everything else is just people hating. 
<laughs> now I might call something feminine or I might joke and uh, joke about something, but no, nothing makes you gay, man. Listen to what the fuck you want to listen to. I had an argument with somebody today, Phenom Black, my man Brandon from Westbrook 48, is about the value of Will Smith to hip hop, okay? Uh, uh, that doesn't make me gay or soft. I, you know, so just call, you know, don't worry about it, man. Is having to downgrade, I mean, you think it make him gay? No. Okay. Is having to downgrade, my, now, if you stop, you turn the Katy Perry off and you realize, wait a minute, there's a cock in my ass, yes, that makes you gay. Yeah. Okay. You look up Bruno Mars and you go, why is that sperm on my face? Oh, wait a minute, it's not the Bruno Mars. Okay? But no, anything other than that, you are not gay. Is, ha- uh, is having to downgrade my weekly bourbon buy, bourbon buy from maker, makers to wild turkey, wild jobless, akin to a white girl problem? Because my friends say it is. <laughs> I'm saving mad money with that and downgrading to only one during the week uh, case of beer. Uh, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do when you ain't working. I feel you. Good. And that is a white girl problem. That's an American problem. <laughs> You know, that was American. Like, I couldn't get the extra cheese on my Big Mac. So in Africa, like, work. Yeah, I almost got shot on the way to work, school today. Uh, uh, a trample about some horses or something. Yeah. Was you going to say something? Yeah, I was thinking. I said, yeah, when you start downgrading, that's like, you know what? I can't get the good American cheese. I get the off-brand American cheese. Yeah, you got to start looking for sales and shit. Yeah, and, and ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I feel you. If you could just face mush one person as hard as you can, who would it be? Mine is Renee Zellweger for making all of those horrible movies. <laughs> who would it be for you, Karen? Oh, I have no idea. I rarely get that angry at people. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who I would face mush. I don't know. Maybe Sean Marion. That dude has a high opinion of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's all I really got. I'm not really on top of my game today. It's 8.25 and I'm moving slow. I just got a phone call from a friend reminding me that we have a day party and first toast is mimosas at 9 a.m. Pray for me. This could definitely get ugly, although the sobering cold will likely both help and hinder this event. Oh, and yeah, I know complaining about having to go to a party with two bands, a pig picking, free drinks, and an omelet bar is probably white girl problems. So what? I ain't hating. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's hilarious. <laughs> All right, man. So let's look at the Facebook page. We had a couple of Facebook interactions. Um, uh, of course, uh, Toya called the show. She left me a message on Facebook saying she was trying to call the show and it wasn't working, but it, apparently it started working again. Um, the show with Chonilla, which was Daphne versus Felma. Um, our comments were actually from Shirley and Chloe. Shirley says, Thank you, Ryan and Karen, for the fun time and the ultimate Southern hospitality. Peace and Chonilla love. Clove and Shirley. And Chloe says, Think I'm going to go build a 10-foot snowman. Be right back. <laughs> and I told him, Make sure you put in work. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I don't want these half-ass uh, snowmen. You know what I'm saying? No. Um, <laughs> and he's going to be racist, make him 100% racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a cross or a T? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. It's not even no fire. Carve a little harder, Clove. Carve a little harder. <laughs> the, uh, the, then number 99, the lesbian theory. Um, Clove responds, uh, I know, right? Fuck the event and fuck the walking dead. I had high hopes for that zombie survival series, but they managed to fuck it up. And that's, 
that is another reason I don't watch a lot of these new shows. Like, I, because I get that angry, like Clove got. Like, yeah. Well, I'm like, I can't believe y'all are fucking up this good premise. And I think being creative, a creative person and writing and things like that, I'm constantly thinking of different angles to take shit and different ways to turn it. So I'm just thinking of better ways to make a better show as they fuck up their regular show. Yeah, and they always present the same thing in the same manner. And a lot of people are just silly enough to constantly eat it. Then when you get them something new, uh, that's why a lot of new good shows don't last because a lot of people don't want to try anything new. I agree, man. And, uh... Close says, lesbians are more acceptable according to our society, hands down. And he said, you just blew my mind with the lesbian theory. God damn. That's what I do, baby. I blow minds. And he laughed at the C-A-W-B. Because uh, <laughs> crazy ass white boy uh, is, I guess he never heard that one before. My dad put me on to that. Also, man, um, I was listening to the last show because I always go back and listen to check the quality, make sure that the levels are right. Mm-hmm. Um, man, we was laughing about some fucked up stories. Man. <laughs> we just snake rape, <laughs> dude torturing a little kid. Like what the fuck, man? Well, this is a sick ass. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. I know, right? A hundred episodes of this shit. <laughs> uh, but you know, you love it, baby. You love it. <laughs> <laughs> it really. Uh, Lashonda says it's really less that the lesbian theory and more the theory of male homophobia and the numbers game and that numbers game, which is a different subject. But she's right. It's probably that probably should. But that that is not a catchy title. Lesbian theory sounds good. All right. Uh, and the numbers game, shaking my damn head. I hold to this still. Anyone of a certain age that played that game should be ashamed of themselves. I could understand that high schoolers doing it. I could understand young college kid, kids doing it. Because, hey, they're young. But adults, stop being so insecure and keep up the work, the good work as always. Thank you. And uh, I asked her to clarify, did she mean male homophobia as in mostly men are homophobic? Or people in general are more homophobic towards men. And she says, I think people are more homophobic towards male gay relationships than lesbian relationships. Partly in part because women are expected to be outwardly affectionate towards people regardless of gender. Based on the fact that they carry and produce life, i.e. babies. And not only that. Which is kind of my theory. But yeah, not only that. I think that women aren't as threatening. I think it's mm. just something about not feeling threatened. Well, let's keep it honest. I don't think too many people are threatened by gay men. Honestly, yeah. Uh, no, no offense, no offense to y'all gay dudes listening out there, but any dude that is like, I mean, pretty, you know, like the really open, like, hello, gay. Nobody no, is I'm walking around like, oh my god, here they come. Hide the shit. <laughs> my reach is here. I mean, not threat like that, but just the imagery is not as threatening. I guess, man. I, when Curtis walks in the building. There's nothing threatening about Curtis uh, shaking his ass into the building. Now, trust me. Ah, ah, uh, that's ah. not threatening. I think that might be the wrong word. My bad. Uh, Philly Cavs fan uh, wrote in on the uh, on the actual uh, message board, SOHH.com, where I go and post up the show to get people's commentary. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, his take on these shows, the event saw one episode, you made the right choice. Modern Family is a great sitcom for network television, but it's kind of it's the kind of show I watch on my time on Netflix or Hulu. The Office fell the fuck off. Michael became too stupid, and Jim and Pam are very a very good source of comedy. Uh, yeah, that show is just. I remember when The Office, the whole thing was it was kind of realistic because it's like 
this could be your office. This is the shit you don't like to deal with at your office. Yeah. And then at some point, it just became this character-driven, like, uh, comedy that really has shit to do with the office at this point. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, none of this shit has anything to do with it. It's like, none of this is like my office anymore. Before it was, oh, yeah, 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 we had this quirky dude. Now every fucking character is some type of ridiculous uh, comedy, comedy, uh, equations yeah. that are like sitting there it's like okay and, and, this dude's a gay Mexican joke 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 you know and then they don't evolve yeah they, and it's because you become, you become pigeonholed and the only things that do evolve are like Jim and Pam having a kid but then it's just more you know okay now we have kid related comedy it's not yeah. you know I don't know man it just it's not, not doing it The Walking Dead more the Netflix treatment Smallville same complaint as you too slow it's not interesting enough to care about the process no Ordinary Family. I still think of them as Vic Mackey and Rita Morgan. It's the same reason why Detroit 187 has failed. No matter how good the show is, it's still Christopher as the lead and it's not going to work. Numbers, that show has been canceled. Uh, and Chuck, not good enough for me to care about. So I couldn't believe we agreed on every show. That's crazy. Triple Hay says, I fuck with The Walking Dead, but I knew it was going to be on your list. I hadn't heard you mention it before now. Yeah, I'm just just don't take it personal, man. Like uh, I was uh, talking to somebody on Twitter yesterday about would Charles Barkley trade his career for Robert Ory, which I think is preposterous. And no, he obviously wouldn't. Uh, Charles Barkley had many opportunities in his career to be Robert Ory, to take less money, go somewhere, be some superstars bitch, and hit a couple shots a game. He had plenty of chances to do that. He said, I'd rather be the man and win it on my own terms or not win it at all. That's true. You know, and he's like, when I get older, maybe then, but not while I'm in my prime. It's just not right. He also has distaste for the way that LeBron went to the Heat. Not just the decision, but the fact that he actually went to a better team. Um, And, I, you know, while I don't agree that people should hate on that, athletes have different opinions on this. And I don't think he would kill himself for Robert Ory's rings. You know, I think he would die. Like, he would love to have one ring. Yeah, but, but he's content with saying, I did it the way I wanted to do it. Yeah, I don't think he's masturbating to Robert Ory's picture every night holding no. seven rings or And my shit. thing is that that's his choice, but then don't knock somebody else for going a different route than you. Right, exactly. So, uh, but but the point being, um, I appreciate the fact that Triple H was able to take our disagreement in stride because last night, Dragonfly Jones was accusing me of being mad and shit. And I was like, dude, when have I ever been mad? Oh, no. Over Twitter, have you ever, like, if I was mad, I gave no indication of any emotional attachment to the debate that we were having at all. We were having a civilized debate. Now, if I was calling him all kinds of motherfuckers and, you know, oh, man, you bitch-ass nigga or something like that, I could understand being like, yo, you upset. You need to put the controller down. or the, Take a pause. Yeah, take a yeah. pause. Put the keyboard away. But I'm just disagreeing with you and all of a sudden I'm angry. Like, I don't know. That's the second time he's done that, too. So I think... I have to stop debating with him. Like, can't be. <laughs> we want to remain friends. Yeah, I want us to keep it friendly, man. And I appreciate my man Triple H coming through and disagreeing, but keeping it on that up and up friendship level. Like, hey, I knew you was gonna say this, and I like the show. Then, you know. Uh, so we, we still love you, Dragonfly. Daphne versus Felma, the show with uh, with my Canadian brethren, our Canadian brethren and sisters, us and children. Uh, Chonilla, um, that we got some comments on that. Um, uh, my man Corner Boy says, "Yo, this conversation about you know what is killing me. Am I even allowed to listen to this at work?" 
I think he's talking about ah, we're talking ah. about uh, when we talk about how you learn to jack off. Ah, ah. I think that's. He got a little character just dying laughing too. Yeah. Uh, the artist known as AC says, "Good episode. It was interesting hearing from our neighbors from the north. I picked up I pick up accents and whatnot quickly, and I laughed." Hearing oot for out and a couple of a's thrown in there. Um, two up, two down says, listening to it now. I kind of disagree about the eye on the prize thing. Racism is still here. It's just concealed now and to know your history is important. Then he edited his comment and said, listening to some more. I'm feeling what y'all are saying. I can respect it. Uh, what you guys were talking about race made me think of this and he linked me to this documentary which I haven't seen yet but you know whatever um, homebrew day two say man I may have to check this out okay um, <laughs> Carolina Slim said lol at the Daphne Belma comparisons also I always thought I was the only one who thought that way <laughs> no brother you no, ain't alone Everybody like to get in with cartoons somehow. Why you think they have animation uh, tentacle six? Yeah, Thelonious says, "Damn man, you straight up lied to them on felonies." LOL, um, which is kind of a passive aggressive slanderous comment. I don't know what he meant by that. I asked him to explain, and he didn't. So I guess fuck that. I don't know why he would. Why wouldn't he explain? You know what I'm saying? Sure. I, I obviously would not have lied about it. It's not like I have a felony or some shit to hide. Like. If, if anything, I was wrong, but I would like to know how I was wrong because all I really said was that, you know, the felonies come normally come with federal time, and I think federal time is not as flexible as, uh, you know, other time. But, you know, if I was wrong, I was wrong, uh, but I would like the right information so I could pass that on to them because my intent is never to lie to uh, people, so That's I don't know. true. Uh, two Up, Two Down says... Uh, because I, I went to his to his link and I saw a lot of people were dissing him. And uh, he basically said, uh, um, anyway, I see I was sleeping on your podcast. So, appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening. Me too. Um, all right. Oh, and last thing, we got a review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Now, numbers up. This is from Penguins Are Fly. This show is amazing. Seriously. The host... Rod and Karen have nice chemistry and a good natural comedic instinct. They make uh, that uh, instinct. They make the show what it what it is by pulling its standards up every show. I'm impressed by it. I'm never bored by them. I wish the shows were longer most of the time. If you don't listen to the podcast but you want to start, this show is perfect to begin with. Keep going. This uh, keep doing this show, Rod and Karen. People love it. So thank, thank you. you, and yes, that review was helpful. I will click that. Yeah. But um, thank you very much, man. Another five star review. We do appreciate this, man. For people that can't contribute financially or whatever, you know, you can always spread the word. Yeah, you always can, give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, it does matter to us. Yeah, it only positive reviews. You have some bad shit to say. Don't don't leave that review. You're not helping me as a fan. Okay, <laughs> trust me. You might think you're helping me. You're not helping me. Leave a good review or don't leave shit. I really, honestly, I don't need to hear anything bad. Um, but anyway, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget you can find the show iTunes, Facebook, Quadomatic, The Blackout Tips. Don't forget to look us up, um, hit us up on the email, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Uh, you can also call the show 704-557-0186. Go to the website, donate the blackout who tips. Uh, dot com. Look on the right hand side. Click the PayPal button. Help me live my dreams. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, um, you got anything else you need to add? 
Nope, that's it, sexy. All right, well, until next time, love you. You too, baby. Mwah. From the skies of my cloud nine From homies all the way to tick no matter how fine Controlling it to scrolling way to wreck a proud mind You hold it in your hands and watch a man start crying Tear after tear in the puppet man's hands Every time you take a stance you do the puppet man's dance And the world's at a standstill Deep in broken man's bill Trapped in the boat with an anvil still Killing yourself and dogging your help You ain't amphibious so grab a hold of yourself But through my will my flow still will spill Toxic slip to shock sick like electrocute when I execute acutely over the rhythm on those that pollute extra dosages is what I gotta give them. Got a mad and trembling, cause I've been up in my lab assembling missiles to bomb the enemy. Because they envy me in the making of my mad currency. Currently, I think we're in the state of an emergency. Cause niggas then sold their souls and now they souls is hollow. And I think they can't follow, they can't swallow the truth because it hurts. This is how I put it down, this is my earth, my turf. The worth of my birth is a Billion, and you know what time it is, I'm gonna make a million Yeah, you know what time is it Yeah, you know what time is it